morning, everybody. 6.59 p.m. on the East Coast. And I am just so happy to be here with you tonight. Happy to be here with you tonight in my little cafe. So, what are we going to talk about on this December 20th, 2023? Well, we've got full two hours. And I have a few things that I want to throw out there to you. Especially this. Especially this. Are you having a hard time getting into the Christmas spirit this year? Are you trying? Are you going through the motions? Are you trying everything you can do? Oh, man. Well, I want to talk to you about that. Because I understand you. And there's a lot of reasons why you can be in that position. But there's also an emerging bigger reason that you may be feeling this way. And that's because there is a concerted effort to make sure that everybody feels this way. And we're going to be reading in the first half from a uh, an article that I just got at the Epoch Times. It was the opinion section, I believe, from this week. It's called Carry On Caroling. Why bizarre warnings about Christmas customs should be ignored. We're going to read a little bit of that. It's only this front section right here. It's a short read. And then I want to take your calls. I want to take your calls on that and and anything else. And I also want I want you guys to call in about uh, Christmas songs that always hit, no matter when the hell they they're played. They always get you reflecting on something, or they make you emotional in some way. I want to hear about that, and uh, and who knows what else comes up along the way. I have plenty of little extras to to put in there, but I think that with an audience this large. And this widespread and this supportive that we're going to get some calls tonight. And especially all throughout the year, this is so important, but especially at the end of the year when it's about reflecting and when it's about reaching out and just getting some human interaction going on here. I don't want to listen to myself talk. You might think that I enjoy that, but I I, I want to be able to uh, I want to be able to stimulate some calls and really draw you all in. And that's the only way that this show and all these shows will be remembered beyond these dates. Whoever the hell finds the records of these shows one day, thousands of years from now, don't you want your voice to be on there? Don't you? So uh, that's what we're going to do a little bit of tonight. I have have some other great announcements to make and things, things to show you. But first, let me just say... Thank you to my sponsors, BlueMonsterPrep.com. Thank you to everybody on the affiliates page. Thank you to Yes Cacao. Thank you to Rise Attire. I heard that a lot of people have been buying shirts and all that. Well, I've got a great announcement for you tonight. This is a a, a good one. This is one that the audience, the the lifers, will really, really appreciate out there. But uh, there's so much on the affiliates page really good friends of the show with really great operations and really know how to um, how to treat members of this audience because most of our sponsors if not all of them are members of the audience first and foremost so it, it gives me great pride and confidence always to plug them because they support me and they are of you they are of us so there's that so go check them all out quite frankly.tv hopefully you're watching on quite frankly.tv or pilled.net or wherever the hell else you start and it doesn't matter because after the fact i know many tens of thousands of you across so many 
different platforms, both video and audio. Watch on your own time, on demand. You are the vast majority of the viewership out there, ladies and gents. Always remember that. And whenever I go live, I'm always thinking about you watching and listening on your own time as if this is live. So thank you for another year. I'm going to keep thanking you ad nauseum over the next over the next six days or so. No, I mean 11 days or so. <laughs> So that's how that's that's what we have tonight. Tomorrow is going to be fantastic. Tomorrow it's going to be a Christmas telethon. I don't know what you if you know what to expect tomorrow, but it is going to be. We're going to have guests, friends of the show, calling in every five minutes almost, and in between them is going to be voicemails and vid- and, and video messages left by some of our greatest friends, and um, and I I'm, I'm trying to get as many as possible in, but. Um, but by all means, show up tomorrow and have a good time. Then Friday night is going to be a family Christmas special. And that's going to be a, a memorable one, too. If what I have collected already is um, is an indicator. And I think it is. I would also like to throw one more thing out there to you. In January, we're starting Book Club up again, and I really hope that you're on board with it. All you need to do is be a monthly sponsor at any level. It could be as little as $3 a month or as high as whatever the hell you want to do to show the, the uh, show this operation that you love us. Um, Lucifer's Hammer. Go get Lucifer's Hammer. We're doing that. And then Christmas week, uh, I mean Easter week in, in um, March is when we're doing, we're starting the robe. I don't have a guest for the robe just yet, but I'm working on it. And then, um, and then we'll all rest. before you know it, it'll be summer. The books really mark the year now. That's what they did this year. Looking forward to the next book. The year went by in a flash. So jump on board with us. All right, let's see here. Let's go into the grab bag with all that put behind us. Here's the first one up, and it is from Breitbart. And again, this is the, the type of thing that I just want to say in the very brief amount of time that we're doing just random news over here before we get into tonight's main subject. And that is, what the hell is going to happen? Just how is how are things going to roll out in Ukraine? Because first you hear, oh, well, uh, damn, he's delusional. Nothing's going to happen with Ukraine, and we are going to be... Uh, we're going to be cashing out in Ukraine, and we're shifting our focus somewhere else. And then last night we read that uh, Zelensky is going to marshal 500,000 new troops. I guess he's just making them out of butter and clay. I don't know where the hell 500,000 people are coming from after all this slaughter out there. But then we get this. Ukraine scales back military operations and blames lack of foreign aid. Blame the shortfall in foreign assistance as it suffers a shortage of munitions, forcing it to make operations smaller. At the same time, inflating the fighting force to 500,000? Every day. So there's that. Here's one for you from Mercury News. How a series of gruesome seal deaths on California coast led to researchers to a surprise predator. It was Hillary Clinton. They found Hillary Clinton along the West Coast tearing off the heads of baby seals. They knew it was her. They, they had a fleeting suspicion it was her because they found the, clo- the, 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 the cloven hooves, the marks in the sand, and it led them right back to her lair, which was not far from the scene. 
Let's read into this a little bit. In her work as a uh, stranding coordinator or standing, as stranding coordinator? What does stranding mean? It has to be a typo. At the Noyo Center for Marine Science in Mendocino County, Sarah Grimes investigates reports of dead marine mammals up and down the coast. So when she began finding the decapitated bodies of harbor seal pups dragged up near the high tide line in Macarichter State Park, just a few miles north of Fort Bragg, she was on the case. It was so gruesome, said Grimes. I was like a marine mammal CSI, seeing all the dead pups with their heads torn off, and I'm like, what the heck did this? And she said it was Hillary... Oh, no, it was coyotes. Oh, it was coyotes. So I didn't know that coyotes go on the beach, and neither did they. But, uh, yeah, all right. All right, so I jumped the gun on that one. All right, here's another headline from you on New York Post. Jennifer Love Hewitt uh, slams being sexualized in her in her 20s. She said, I felt watched. Oh, indeed you were, Jennifer. Mm. <laughs> indeed you were. Oh, indeed. Let's see. Jennifer Love Hewitt doesn't love people who are still obsessing over her younger self. Uh, no one is. Which is probably why this is happening. I, I, I don't know, but you can just... You, you're, you have permission to slink back into advanced adulthood and do whatever. Um, uh, the 44-year-old was surely the it girl in Hollywood throughout the 90s and 2000s, starring in career-making hits such as Party of Five, Heartbreakers, Can't Hardly Wait, and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Hewitt is over trolls who keep comparing how she looks now to how her body looked in the 1920s. She was a looker, the client list star said about her uh, physique back in the day. While chatting in a recent episode of The Inside With You, Michael Rosenbaum, a podcast there, but also that 23 and 25-year-old wasn't in her body. I felt watched. I felt like I was, I had to be everything for everybody all the time. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Can, can you, know, you know what to say this? Where you go into that line of business and you know exactly what you are offering. I mean, you, you, might, you might have some acting chops there, but you also need to be attractive. You have to have sex appeal. It's Hollywood. I mean, what the hell did you expect? You thought that they were going to hire uh, Clint Howard to, 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 to play the leading role in Can't Hard, Hardly Wait? Can you imagine Clint Howard walking through the front door of the house party and Can't Hardly Wait instead of Jennifer Love Hewitt? Oh, my gosh. So she struggled with people's perceptions of her. Oh, I guess this is just, oh, oh, boy. Who cares? Who cares? Always after the fact. Hey, uh, New York Post did some other crack reporting over here. There was a man eating shellfish. I think it's a a lobster on the subway. Ate an entire lobster on the subway. I'm sure that Alexander Hamilton would be very happy of the New York Post that he created. He eats a lobster, NYC, which is actually, you know, a very civilized thing to do. It may not smell the best for those of you who don't like it or if you have a shellfish allergy. That you can't be around it, that might be a problem. But let's be honest, he could be doing a whole lot of other things that are far worse. 
A rider on New York City subway captured the moment. A fellow commuter took up several seats on the train. And that, now, if that is not manspreading, I don't know what is. In order to snack on a bounty of lobster, the bearded man, dressed in camo green hat, thick navy jacket, and tan khakis, could be seen prying open the lobster shells with his bare hands and feasting on the meat. So maybe New York is turning around. Maybe it's a um, maybe it's a turn for the better. You gotta hope, right? All right, Seven Eleven. That's all I got for you right now. Let's kick off the show in grand fashion. Don't go anywhere. In fact, please go and share the links that I shared on the, quite frankly, Twitter, on the Gab, on the Truth, on the Getter, on the Telegram. Help get those links out there so that we are just, you know, joined by a just a wonderful audience for the full two hours. And I can't wait to start taking your calls. But let's start setting the table for those calls, shall we? We'll be right back. Quite frankly. stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! You gotta give me one of your, uh, you gotta give me your favorite, your favorite Christmas songs that always hit tonight. As a part of the many topics that you can call in, and I'm sure that there's going to be a lot that resonates with people, because, you know, it's not, uh, it's not an automatic, okay? December has arrived, Thanksgiving has come and gone, and now we're right in the arms of Christmas season, and it's not a, it's not a given that everybody is just exuberant. It's tough. So I want, to, I want to hear from that. I don't want you guys and gals to feel um, unrepresented. It'd be nice, especially turnaround stories. People that used to have really, really sullen, solemn Christmases, and suddenly they are bright and, and, um, and joyful again. So first, I want to do a couple of, couple of really fun things. Number one, number one, the uh, page from the coffee company 
she got in touch with me and she said, Frank, I heard you on your coffee stream the other day going over all the states that have not, we have not had one bag of coffee sent to you yet. Delaware, Mississippi, Nebraska, North Dakota, Rhode Island, Vermont. We just need one person from each of those states to order one bag by, by uh, midnight on January 1st. And we will have gotten a, a bag of, quite frankly, coffee out there into each state of the union. That would be great. And here's another thing for you. Here's another thing for you that I think is really great because, of course, this was it, it, it brought so much joy to Tony Black's, uh, Tony Black's life. When I showed it to him, he came by the house yesterday. I said, hey, so um, so Tony, I got to show you something. I said, we designed a little something for you. We designed a T-shirt. He goes, well, so he, he wanted to see what, what was going on. I said, now here's first, here's the design, then I'll show you what it looks like on a shirt. So this is the, um, we had a, a, a viewer of the show gave us a concept of uh, Tony Black, like, you know, in, in, in boxing gloves and and it said no names under it because you know he's talking about his stories from the old neighborhood and if uh if any character in the story is in any way shape or form connected to the life or is just connected in general or is connected by proc by three degrees of separation no names tony can you just give us make up some names so it's just easier to tell this story no <laughs> not even fake names just say Peter and Paul. That's probably what their names. But um, anyway, this is what we came up with. Take a look at this. Here is Tony Black. We got a picture of him from the beach. All right. This picture of him is from the beach. And we had it uh, conditioned a little bit. So it looks like he's got his uh, his boxing trunks on. And we got a nice, <laughs> a nice boxing glove over his left hand. And I'm telling you, it looks like a 1990s hip-hop album. Tony Black, no names. That's that, that is the line that is going on here. And as of right now, Tony Black, no names, is available in both a black t-shirt and a black hoodie on the Quite Frankly merch. And now here is the kicker. For now and for always, as I told Tony, every dollar that this makes from here until forever every dollar that this makes that, that is that would be profit for the show is uh adrian from rise uh, attire already told me that he would be able to do this for me i said I, I want all of those all that money set aside into a special pot so that that can be remitted to me separately and all of that money everything forever on the on these prints are going to uh saint jude's children's hospital because that is a um that's a foundation and a hospital that tony is very very adamant he's he loves very much uh, saint jude is his patron patron saint and he is always thinking about the children at the hospital and he's been a uh, um he's been a supporter for a long time so for as long as we have a merch section this is always going to be 100% going off to um, to St. Jude's. And he was so happy. He was so happy. And that is really what th this time of year means and, and really how it matters the most. And I just wanted to let you all know because uh, quite a few of you said, oh, if there's a Tony Black shirt, I'd wear it. Well, now there's an even better reason to wear it. And it's not to line my pockets. It's just... 
it's just something for people of this show. It's for Tony. It's for children that he loves helping. And and uh, and I know that I, I know that that's going to make a lot of people feel good. So it's all about feeling good right now. That's all to that's all that matters. I also want to say I'm so impressed with everybody that has that we have two full pages of cherished family holiday recipes on the quite frankly forum right now two full pages and growing and this is one thing that uh this is a thread that i think i'm going to bring back every year so that we can keep adding to it family christmas recipe thread and it's going well and let me tell you i can't wait to show my parents on friday night but there have been several people across the country who have made my family's italian christmas cookies the dadals um and they look great they look great they really do i can only i can taste them through the the uh through the the computer so it's really great to see everybody sharing family recipes and trying them out and doing something new and 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 it's not all desserts too there's like sausage balls in there and shit so um go check them out and have a good time all right so that's what i wanted to bring up now with you all uh is it a little bit harder for you is it a little bit harder for you to 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 get into the mood this year are you having a good time? Do you have any words of advice for people? Well, it's good that you're watching tonight because we're gonna need all of your help. Here's what I have. It's a little article from the Epoch Times. I'm, uh, I set myself up very, very cozily to be able to read this in an easy form. And they did not have this, um, they did not have this syndicated on the internet or else I would have gotten the digital copy and read it with you all. But hey, I love holding newspapers. That's why I, I have at-home delivery of this weekly paper. The headline, as I said before, is Carry On Caroling. Why Bizarre Warnings About Christmas Customs Should Be Ignored. American historian Paul Kanger had amply documented the early poems and plays of Karl Marx, which are rife with pacts with the devil, suicide pacts, violence, vengeance, fire, despair, destruction, and death. Marx hated God, and Marx's disciples have been at war with religion for more than 100 years. In the hypersecular domain that Father Richard Niehaus uh, described as the naked public square, the left remains deeply disturbed by the survival of Christianity. Over recent months, the Canadian Department of National Defense seemingly made a bid to disallow prayer on Remembrance Day, and recent Human Rights Commission report called Christmas a racist observance, quote, grounded in Canada's history of colonialism, end quote. Days ago, thousands of U.S. university students marched without uh, marched with anti-Semitic red-green Islamo-Marxist mobs that disrupted Christmas tree lighting ceremonies in U.S. cities. As yet, attacks on Christian culture don't have the full endorsement of prevaricating progressive politicians. Uh, nevertheless, legions of academics, woke professionals, and state apparatchiks are clearly establishing an anti-religious path for our political elites. The campaign against Christmas music is chief among them. Secular progressives have sought to purge Christianity from public spaces for decades, and one of their more bizarre assertions is that Christmas music is bad for our mental health. Have you heard about this? Now, there are bad Christmas songs that I skip over every time, and if you wanted to torture me, 
like they did to all those people in Iraq. You can put me in a room and you can put strobe lights on and drip some water on my head and play, you know, certain Christmas songs over and over again. And I will go nuts. But uh, this is a little bit different. Several years ago, a British psychologist, Linda Blair, warned that listening to Christmas music could damage our psychological well-being by triggering feelings of stress. She said Christmas songs bring on thoughts of things that we feel obliged to do over the Christmas season, such as shopping for gifts or planning for a family dinner. Horrible. All horrible things, aren't they? Miss Blair's contentions have been making uh, headlines in news outlets for the past several years. In November of 2017, a CBS News story, be- story began with, Christmas music may, make t- may take a mental toll, psychologist says. Within days, a Fox News report echoed, Christmas music is bad for your mental health, British psychologist says. The same irrational warnings have been repeated year after year. In 2019, a Fox 32 Chicago headline read, Christmas music can negatively impact your mental health, psychologist suggests. In mid-December 2021, a publication of the British Psychological Society invited people to look at a building or look at building, quote, new traditions and ways of celebrating Christmas because... COVID-19 was casting uncertainty over traditional Christmas plans. You know, like being around people you love, feeling their physical closeness, being able to throw an arm around somebody, you know, after dinner, after dinner ends. And what what are some of the things? Here's the other thing I'd love to get from you guys and gals. What are some of the things that you remember as being just a integral part of the progression of the nightly activities with your family? Now, I wasn't old enough to really take part in a lot of this, but I remember at, at the very, very tail end, we had our, our um, couple of courses of dinner and then came out the desserts and the coffee. And when the desserts kind of were, were getting wrapped away and put away in the refrigerator and stuff like that for the next day, came out little tiny finger foods again. Things like, uh, you know, bowls of, of, of walnuts and things like that. And at that point is when everybody would start playing poker. Now I got to start, I, I got to see some of these poker games, not like I heard that they were, but things like that. Yeah, I guess they want you playing video poker with an app while you stay at your house and somebody else is in theirs in the darkness of your, your, uh, your bedroom. I don't know, but they tried to do this a lot. They try to convince you that the old ways of doing things were just privileges that we had that need to be done away with. Anyway, we continue. Uh, A January 2022 Psychology Today column by London-based psychiatric consultant Rafa Ufa led with Christmas is over. What a relief. The forced happiness of winter holidays can be stressful for many. The forced happiness of winter holidays can be stressful for many. Do you feel that it's been forced? I never feel forced. In fact, I feel most uh, most down when they're all over. Because there's nothing else going on the rest of the uh, the winter. I know that there's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. But um, what else do we have? Anyway, you see the pattern forming here. Writing a more recent edition of Psychology Today, Raymond Leon, a director for medical music therapy, described a love-hate relationship with Christmas music and asserted that Christmas music can sometimes feel imposed on us. 
When similar seasonal anxieties appeared this year, it was deja vu all over again. Writing in the health section of the Business Insider, uh, writer Rosalind Ryan asserted that there is a reason why some Christmas songs make you cry. She went on to allege that Christmas songs may be written in a certain way to trigger feelings of sadness. In November, openly Christian Fox News contributor Raymond Arroyo finally treated all these silly allegations with the contempt that they, de that they deserve. There are some Grinches who just want to extinguish anything that has even the whiff of God or faith about it, he reported from the streets of New York City. Exactly what the hell it is. Now, if, if sadness is something that is not, I don't believe the intention, but sometimes there are a little bit more, and they always talk about the, the different art forms being able to get down and tell different stories. Well, there's a lot of challenges this time of year, and it gets even harder as you get older. And you, you need to be able to know that somebody understands what you're feeling so that you don't feel left behind. There's nothing worse than hearing a happy song when you're feeling sad. And when you're happy and you feel and you hear something that's, you know, uh, emotional, then you, it actually gives you a little bit more of a, uh, a pause and a little bit more of a reason to be grateful for you feeling happy in that moment. But it also is something that it's just, it's again, it's part of storytelling. They want storytelling. They want culture. They want the folklore. They want everything to be completely wiped away, simplified, and made into something that can be, I don't know, measured on a, on a scale uh, to take the heart and soul out of everything. It's just sad. It's sad, but I love when people stand up against it. Now, we only have one more column left, so let's do it. Christmas promises peace, not trauma. It's clear that Christian customs have, been, have become less welcome in the public square, and the left has developed a particular dislike for the celebration of Christmas. Over recent years, ordinary North Americans had experienced considerable levels of distress, but sensible people aren't blaming their troubles on the exposure to multiple replays of We Wish You a Merry Christmas. The actual source of our stress is contained in the catastrophic social and economic policies that have been introduced by misguided neo-Marxist ideologues. For most citizens, reckless spending... Uh, porous borders, high energy costs, inflated food prices, family disintegration, homeless encampments, unprecedented levels of crime, fraudulent election procedures, corrupt politicians, racial division, failing schools, mob violence, and censorship are all considerably more disturbing than Christmas music. For centuries, Christmas has amounted to more than just formal observance of the theological event. Advent, the 12 days of Christmas, are festive occasions that focus on the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, the arrival of the Magi, who recognized the Christ child by offering gifts. Christmas festivals included feast days, family reunions, concerts, good cheer, gift giving, and of course, the enjoyment of sacred music. It's an opportunity to share love for God and natural affection for the fellow human beings around us. Sometimes religious customs can get lost in too many extravagant ex uh, events and parties. But Christmas always serves to renew our spirit of charity and remind us of obligations to feed the hungry, clothe the poor, forgive the guilty, care for the sick, love our opponents, and to do unto others as we would have them do to us. This year we celebrate Christmas in Wales and plan to take great pleasure in attending a carol service at a 1,500-year-old Newport Cathedral 
whether the British Psychological Society recommends it or not. The promise of Christmas is peace and goodwill, not despair, and psychological trauma. I think that's very well said. I think it's very well said. You know, so, um, so that's what I want to talk a little bit about. What did you think about this article at the Epoch Times? I'll tell you, I would, I would subscribe to their home service if it, if for no other reason for the opinion section, the life and tradition section, I just throw the news section away. I get enough of that. I don't need that shit, but there's so much good stuff in there. And especially around the holidays, they, uh, they really cut to the core of things. And I appreciate that. So now I received a few random emails from audience members in the last few weeks asking if I had noticed a decrease in Christmas music. And um, personally, I hadn't noticed anything because I just have a steady stream of it on for atmosphere and all things I do uh, this time of year. But I thought it would be an interesting question to ask. And then, of course, came this article. So let me know what you think about that. The number is 914 200 0269 that's not the right one that is 9142000269 and you know there's other things that they love doing they love telling you uh the left loves telling you how everything related to christmas is pagan every tradition every story told around the campfire every benevolent cultural figure and you know the pagan roots of blah 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 and blue 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 you know it's just those little tiny things and too many people i believe just eat it up I think way too many people eat it up and they retreat deeper and deeper into their own purity spiral at that point to the to the point where they can't really enjoy too much else and, and, and know how to just take things in stride and, and, and be human a little bit. You know, that's why I don't I don't yeah, I understand everybody does their, their own little studying and, and they 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 end up in different places in, in life, but I hate when people wear lemon faces every time Halloween rolls around or when Santa Claus is mentioned. There's like a Tourette's-like itch to tell everybody that Santa is an anagram for Satan or whatever. But, you know, you have to remember that the left, they want, they want to turn everybody into joyless Puritans. They want to. It makes it easier to attack. It makes you easier to attack and it makes you like them. That's the bigger thing. Makes you like them because no matter what they say that they are about those who are doing this to us all across the world right now, that they are the purveyors of good, diverse culture. They have no culture. They have no art. They have no real freedom of expression. None of them. None of that. And they hate us because we like expressing our thoughts and we like asking questions that may be controversial in nature and we actually like diversity so that's really what it's all about here too they want to turn us into joyless puritans but for a religion that they want to craft for us and uh, they want to turn us into the straw men that they've been you know pretty much um that they've been throwing out there and burning in effigy all these years so what do you think about that any numbers, any number of things that you can you can throw my way. Are you having a hard time getting into the spirit this year? Are you having a hard time finding some inner peace on all this stuff? And um, or are you feeling desperate about things? Five days away from Christmas, are you struggling to find that feeling, uh, feeling other anything other than a grief? You know, there are more and more people out there in that position by the day, so you can call in with some thoughts. You can call in with some hopes, with some turnarounds, anything, you know. Um, and then the other thing there, too, I wanted to put out again is 
are there any Christmas songs that never miss the mark for you? Um, that will not only lift your spirits, but songs that will take you to, to deeper levels too, you know, and really plow the fields of your soul, loosen things up that we all tend to pack away over the course of a year. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's something else, man. 12 months goes by, it's filled with military holidays, days of remembrance, war, economic news, uh, elections, sports, health, daily routines, and then comes December, and, um, you know, it's, it's rarely a public focus these days, but we're talking about an event that focuses around salvation. And that's something that I haven't been, I, uh, only until the last couple of years have I been really reflecting on the gravity of that. Um, Not an election that needs to be won. We're talking about the whole kit and caboodle, salvation. And I think that's why um, Oh Holy Night is such a big, is such a, uh, a big hit with me too. Especially that one, that one line, a thrill of hope, thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. You know what that would feel like? That thr- I mean, you know the thrill of hope. And you know that the world is weary right now. So I'd love to get some more from you guys and gals. Come on over and do it. What I'm going to do is take a little bit of a, a, a really quick break. Give you some time to warm your, warm your phones up. I'll be back in just a minute or so. It'll always be entertaining. I see some calls coming in already. Keep them coming. Get it on redial. We'll be right back. I'm giving you guys some time to uh, get some thoughts together and call me. 914-200-0269. Don't go anywhere. Oh, Mrs. Shirley, uh, we got your Christmas card the other day, and my family and I are very flattered that you remembered us. Corporate cards. Don't forget that report, Bill. Yes, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. Number 38. Yeah, that's me. Excuse me, sweetheart. How you doing? Can I get a number two salt, pepper, ketchup? Yeah, please. Uh, and then can I get a half a pound of boar's head over gold turkey? Uh, three quarter pound of Genoa salami? Uh, <coughs> uh, can I get a... Uh, Half a pound of the uh, yellow American cheese. What's that? What? Oh, you don't have the yellow American. White America's fine. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be it. Uh, how much? Yeah, no problem, sweetheart. Thank you very much. Welcome to Perpetual Health Minute, brought to you by Quite Frankly. Glyphosate is the most widely used non-selective herbicide in the world, and proponents of its safety cite the fact that humans don't possess the enzyme that glyphosate targets. However, they leave out the fact that roughly 50% of the gut microbiome does possess this enzyme, which could potentially make it toxic to our gut. Now, leaving that aside, I want to focus on recent research showing that glyphosate has the ability to cross the blood-brain barrier, exerting significant toxic effects on neurotransmission, inducing oxidative stress, neuroinflammation, and mitochondrial damage. So are we just looking at another asbestos scenario where industry reaps profits all while hiding the harms of one of their products from the public being exposed to it? 
I'll let you make that decision. But my motto is man-made products and foods are always guilty until proven innocent. If you like this video, please follow us on perpetualhealth.substack.com. You can also follow us on the new Rumble channel. But for now, thank you so much for watching and back to the show. We're back in the Quite Frankly Cafe, and we've got calls in now. Let's let's take a few, please, please. If I don't call, if just keep calling. Look at all these wonderful calls coming in. Just keep calling. Hello, you are on the air. Who's this? It's Casey Kakalaki. How oh, you doing, Frank? Oh, Casey, how are you? It's great to hear your voice. You too, man. Uh, it's fun to call in and uh, talk about you know as the holiday night progresses at your family's house or whatever your yearly traditions are yes and uh one thing i do remember from being a kid most of our holidays revolved around my dad's mom's house my grandma and grandpa's house and um it was always the anticipation of christmas break you know like our, i had one cousin that lived in indianapolis and so she and my aunt and uncle would come up and it was always like a big deal you just go hang out over there and finally get to hang out with everybody all at once for a couple of weeks but the one memory that sticks out in my mind the most um is at the end of thanksgiving night once all the dishes were put away and all the leftovers were packed away and everybody was kind of just chilling in front of the tv my grandma and some of my aunts and my grandma's sisters, my great aunts, would gather around the kitchen table in the dining room and they'd have all the sales ads and all the catalogs and all the dog year page, you know, catalog pages that all of us kids bent over and everything yeah. laid out on the table. And my one aunt Renee would have like a yellow legal pad and they would sit there and, you know, smoke from ceiling the floor. This is like the early nineties, so They'd already have had to prop the side door open and let all the smoke out of the house. And, I mean, it looked like wartime battleground planning. Like, they yeah. had all the ads. And then my Aunt Renee would be writing down, like, well, this place opens at 4, and we got to go there because Marsha needs six pairs of sweatpants and this and that. And, I mean, they would plan all of it out as, like, who was going where. And, well, we're going to go over to Best Buy when they open at such and such, and they've got this for doorbusters. And it was seriously like watching, like, military strategic yeah. planning. Yeah. It was something I will never forget that yeah, as just, long as I live. Just watching just watching the family, just watching the matriarchs plan how they're going to invade the economy. Seriously. <laughs> and, they, and they did, too. They got up and they got, like, their pitchers of coffee at, like, 4 in the morning. They just, like, threw coffee. And they fill up these giant pitchers and take actual, you know, the mugs with the little brown doodads at the top out of the kitchen and they take those with them and come back to the car after every store and get a cup of coffee and then go hit another store and then come back and get a cup of coffee. And it was, yeah, wonderful. I miss that a lot. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. And, 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 and so, so if you were, now, now give me one other thing before you leave and that is, that is a, a Christmas song that always hits, that always that always gets you in a certain way, whether it's the melody, anything. What do you? Th what is it usually? It usually is. I do dig um, "Old Holy Night" by Nat King Cole. Mm -hmm. That one's always never fails to, uh, you know, satisfy. And uh, "Aspen Glow" by John Denver. Interesting. Wow. Very interesting. Good picks right there. Yeah, man. Anything else you want to say before you go, Casey? I know you you have a big year ahead of you. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I'm about to turn 41 on Christmas Day. So happy birthday to me. Oh, I didn't know that you had a Christmas birthday. 
Yeah, man, yeah. Do you want to do you want to tell everybody the good news? Yeah, there's another little baby coming along. I'm uh, eating Christmas supper for two this year, guys. That's it. Crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. One day you got to be able to tell everybody the uh, the odds of what of of things that I, I mean, what you when you broke down the math of the probability of of uh, you becoming a mom again is uh, it's just really just amazing. And I, I just congratulations to you and the husband in 2024, and, and I hope all is well. Thanks a lot, man. You have a good night, Frank. All right, there you go. Take care. That is Casey Kakalaki. Let's get the calls coming in. See, that was a nice call. 914-200-0269. Hello, hello. You're on the air. Who's this? Hey, Frank. It's uh, the Sentinel. How are you this evening? The Sentinel. It's great to have you back. Yeah, hey. I thought I'd give you a call. I love this topic tonight. And uh, I was thinking about my favorite Christmas song. And I'd have to say it would be um, A Little Town of Bethlehem. Oh, that's and a that, good one. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, that's another one where 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 the melody, uh, the melody. I always just love the melody, and and then of course the the, the lyrics just they, they really drive it home. But I love that melody. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Oh no, I wanted to let you have a chance to respond. Thanks. Um, so the line from it, I think that's the most special is the refrain where where it closes a a, core, a, a verse. Uh, that the hopes and fears of all the year are met in thee tonight. And uh, just how special it is that we can conclude the year celebrating the birth of Christ and all of our hopes and fears can be let go because salvation has come. Well, that is very, very well said. Very well said. And that is the line I, uh, I knew that you were you are zeroing in on because that's again i think that is just such a wonderful resolution of the melody right there it's such it, it resolves so beautifully and this is why i said where you know we, we can take pot shots at any number of christmas songs and there are so many that have been written it's just a statistical i mean it, 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 many of them they have by law by the laws of probability many christmas songs have to suck okay but at the same time at the same time, some of the most gorgeous musical compositions that have ever been made are Christmas songs as well. So um, thank you for that, uh, Sentinel. Is there anything else you want to say? Yeah, just, you know, the nostalgia of remembering growing up and, and making Christmas cookies and uh, sheet hard rock candy for cinnamon and cloves and uh, peanut brittle uh, with the family and homemade decorations for the tree. And just all that time anticipating Christmas, even though we were poor, we spent time together. And it was a good time, and I hope that other generations can do that. Are you still? Do you still have a um, a good, uh, nice gathering of, of family this time of year, or has that been? Yeah, has that yeah, changed? Yeah, we do, we do, but it's not. You know, it's not in the home uh, for days. You know, it's you know, it's we get together on either Christmas Eve or some of us get together on Christmas Day, but it's not all together since we're you know all spread out. I got you. I got you. Well, thank you for that, uh, Sentinel, and all the best to you. Yeah, have a great day. Merry right. Christmas. Take care. Merry Christmas. All right, let's take some more calls. 914-200-0269. And I also just want to say, again, if you're out there and you want to talk about how you're struggling to get into the mood or anything like that, this is for you as well. I want to hear about it. Uh, let's go 8856. Eight, you're on the air. Who's this? 
This is Jane. Um, Frank, I don't know if you remember me. I uh, was the senior citizen that couldn't get on Roku. Oh, yes, Jane. Yes, how are you? Yeah, with my... I sent you a picture of myself and my daughter. Yes, and but but you, but you had great success, and I was so happy. Yeah, I know. I was thrilled when you mentioned it on uh, on the uh, TV. <laughs> it was thrilling. Listen, um, I'm, I'm, I can't believe I even got through um, the um, uh, when I was about um, a little a little child. Let me shut my TV off. I'm sorry. I didn't even think I'd get get it's, through. It's okay. Nobody um, nobody believes they're going to get through. <laughs> nobody thinks they're getting through. I know. I know. So um, I had an older brother who's 10 years older than me, and then I had a sister who was four years older than me. So when I was a little kid, I must have been about three or four, I loved the Little Drummer Boy song, and we had a 45 um, player, and they used to play the Drummer Boy when my parents weren't around. And they used to say, he didn't have any shoes. He didn't have any food. All he had was his little drum, and I used to bawl my eyes out. I would go around crying, shut it off, shut it off. And they'd go go on and on about he didn't have any parents. He didn't. (laughs) And the more they talked about what he didn't have, but just his little drum, I would just bawl my eyes out until they turned it off. I couldn't take it. So uh, they used to do that to me every Christmas until, of course, we grew out of it. But that little drummer boy, every time I hear it playing, I think of that. Well, they were kind of cruel, but they were laughing, and I was crying my eyes out thinking how bad the little drummer boy had it. I know. I know. Uh, and, 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 you know, I, I guess the, the, there, I, was, see, I wasn't teased with the little drummer boy like you were, uh, Jane. You were teased with that song. But there, it, for me, I don't know. It's one of those songs that kind of like I, it made me feel weird. And, but at the same time, it also, I, I was oddly fascinated by it. And it took me about 36, 37 years to realize exactly why I love it. And the fact that it's one of the it's one of the songs that Aurora has started uh, singing nonstop this year and has asked for it over it, and over again. It's been it's been something else. It's a beautiful little song, but all I could see in my little mind was this little boy had nothing to give baby Jesus but his little drum and his little music, and he had nothing else. And I just couldn't take it. I couldn't take I it. I know. But now looking back at it, it was kind of funny. But at the time, I, I really got so emotionally distraught from that. Um, you know, it was kind of like torture for real. You see, <laughs> this anyway, is anyway. You're proving. Mention that, but the little drummer boy still rings a bell with me. And I think of those funny times when I was only about four or five years old. Well, thank you for that, Jane. And I hope you and your, your family have a great Christmas. Yeah, thank you, Frank. And I'm se- I'll be 74 next month. And, um, you know, uh, I, I love your show and I love the Franklies and everything about everything and your family and Tony Black and everything that you do. I just really every night look forward to you so much. And I'm sure everybody uh, around the world does as well. So Merry Christmas to you and your family, and I love you. Oh, Merry Christmas. I love you too, Jane. Thank you. All right. Take care, Frank. All right. Have Bye. a good one. Very nice.
you know, it, 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 I, I'm telling you that the little drummer boy is probably if I were gonna if I were gonna recommend anybody really take a look at it, it's it's for all of us. It really is. I mean, don't you want to talk about feeling worthy about something? And you know, I broke this down with, I think it was about uh, maybe not last year, but my, maybe two years ago, when my mother spontaneously said. Hey, you know what song I've been listening to lately that I never really liked and all of a sudden I just, you know, I heard it and I couldn't stop crying. Um, it, it was on the air. It's probably 2020 or 2021. Probably 21. And I, I, I said, no way. Just something I just knew she was going to say the Little Drummer Boy and she said it. And there's just so much about it there. There's so much about it. You know, uh, I mean, you're talking about this little poor kid that's following these kings to go see a king that they they want to you know they want to honor it's like what the what am i going to be able to bring you know I, I don't have anything that's uh that's fit to lay before a king and there's just there's too much in there for you there's a lot in there for us no matter what the hell it is um, and no matter what your faith background is, I think it's just a, it's just a wonderful song about, um, average people feeling unworthy about, uh, you know, coming face to face with a divine and what, what can I have to offer up that is of any kind of value compared to, you know, gold and frankincense and myrrh, um, it's it's really something it's something good something good and i think it uh, it rejuvenate it could rejuvenate you that message not necessarily the song but contemplating that message let's take a call uh 3609 uh, you're on the air go ahead frank what's up dude it's adrian hey what's up adrian how you doing it's adrian from rise attire everybody hey what's up everyone merry christmas merry christmas well so what you got for me well, uh, Christine and I have been like doing the, the Christmas songs hardcore. We do every year. She really got me into Christmas, like in a way I would, never really was. Um, and I think the one that does it for me uh, is the, the dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. There's something like really haunting and like epic about it. You're and, right. Uh, we actually found this like trap remix of it that is like so badass dude <laughs> <laughs> really yeah well you would have like turned up you know what i mean like go like christmas at like 12 hold on hold on hold on dude. turn up sugar plum fairy remix i'm just gonna put trap remix let's see here what's it called uh, just yeah, so i get the right I just so i get the right one up as i'm as i'm uh yeah, so i'm operating over here all right, I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah, but, do that. Um, That'd be nice. Yeah. All right. But it's 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 badass. But um, yeah, Christmas music is the new punk rock, baby. You're telling me. You're telling me. I, I like we said before, when it comes to when it comes to comedy and truth, instead of comedy being a place where you go to parody, uh, everything is coming back to the center. It's like this elastic band that is. As uh, you could say, well, the elastic band will snap. Well, no, this one is this one's coming back. This one is just yanking back, and um, 
And that's just the way I see it. I'm glad that you do too. But thanks for the call, brother. Yeah, man, we're here for it. All right. Uh, God bless. Yes, and everybody, there's the there's the guy right there, Adrian from Rise Attire. He helped me bring the the new merch uh, to life. Let's see, what's this? Nutcracker, Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, Trap Remix. Maybe this is it. Hold on. Oh, it would be great to be on a computer that didn't have a 1997 performance level. Wait. (laughs) Is this it? I, I got to be honest. The first, the all I'm thinking about right now is the rattling of somebody of some some cheap ass Honda Civic uh, 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 trunk around here. Some some Honda that's been you know just jacked up with the uh, the sound system by a Mexican guy around here. We got the, uh, the, the the low riders. Uh, oh my gosh! I'm sorry that that's the first thing that came to mind is the rattling trunks, and the rattling license plates. It is pretty badass though, but I cannot get the tr- the rattling trunk out of my head. I'm so- I'm sorry. Oh, but you're you're right. There is something very magical, mystical about the uh, dance of the sugar plum fairy. There is. Let's take another call, and I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to a little bit more music on the other side of the intermission because uh, we'll be on the website, and I I wanna I wanna go jump into a few of them, get just just get a couple of more choruses out there. But I need all, more of your calls. We got like seven people calling in right now. Please follow us into the second half. I want to take your calls all night. Let's take a call two five zero. You're on the air. Who's this? Hi, this is Troy. Troy, how are you? I'm doing pretty good there, Frank. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'd just like to... Uh, uh, I'm, from, I'm up in Canada here, mm-hmm. and uh, things aren't going so well up here. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm a little bit older, and when I was a child uh, going to school, we still had the Lord's Prayer, and we still uh, learned about Jesus in the, in the school. And uh, we'd uh, done a uh, like a play, and we would be up on the stage and that, and I happened to be one of the three wise men. So I feel pretty. Whenever I hear that song, it brings me right back to my childhood. And uh, which one? Uh, which one? We three kings. We three kings. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, that's another good one. Hold yeah, on. yeah, and, uh, and that's just for me personally because uh, I was part of the performance for that one there, and uh, I just wanted to—I I noticed that throughout my life, I, uh, uh, with all the uh, media and everything, I kind of found myself falling away from all that, and and all the people I grew up around, all the adults in that, mm. basically were Christian. And they were fantastic people. And I kind of drifted away from all that. I've never really, uh, I would never say that I'm a Christian because I held it 
kind of uh, as a higher standard because I'm a sinner, but that there's nothing that I haven't done, you know. So I, I I didn't think I even qualified for it really, and then uh, here we are at uh, at a a position where things can possibly go very south for us, and I find myself that uh, I, I I would be with the gun in my mouth, right? And I'm just saying, it's like, uh, if, if, if we're going to be turning over into communism or something like that, it's like, I don't, I remember what happened in Russia and China, stuff like that. I don't be around for that stuff. But uh, I've made a decision that I'm a Christian. And come, whatever comes, let it come, you know? And because I, I don't want to hurt people, I want to love people, and I want to remember all the people that helped me grow. And it's, I've had more in my life than I than I uh, than uh, I deserve. And it's been a wonderful life. I just have a meek exi- existence, but uh, I'm full of love, and and uh, I'm willing to die for that. You know, what come what may is like, are you, if my head's got to come off, it's going to come off or whatever, but that I'm not going to turn my back on my father and his father and his father or whatever. It's like, I believe that I, we come from good people. Hmm. So I just want to make a statement about that. That it's like, I mean, I never would have thought that I'd be one of the people saying something like that, Frank, but it's, uh, I think we're at the point in the world where you got to say, it's like, I mean, either you are or you aren't. Well, Troy, um, I think that you you are speaking for a lot of people. Um, it is very unprecedented. And the lives that we all lived sometimes, uh, you know, and some of us a lot more recently than, than, uh, than anything. Uh, it, it, it really does, it, it pulls you into a place. And you know what you said there in the beginning that I really, really, I really related to was that you never really at least wanted to proclaim yourself to be a Christian because you felt like you were just so far from the mark that it, uh, you almost felt embarrassed. I, I still feel that way. I still feel, and I was, you know, and I was, I was born and raised, you know, uh, Christian, but yeah. it, it wasn't anything that was a real big driver. It was it was a, more of a cultural, a traditional thing. It's it's around us. We went to Catholic schools. We learned about uh, Jesus and the nativity and the resurrection. We learned about all that stuff. But then life just takes you, and you you go and you're you're a high school kid. You're a college kid. You're playing in a band. You're doing one thing or another. You're getting your you're getting your first jobs. You're falling in love. You're falling out of love. You're getting you know there's just things. It, it just doesn't take uh take root and then suddenly you get smacked in the face with something that makes you think and you, you your curiosity is peaked again but at the same time you feel almost embarrassed to even bring it up because you you, you feel like oh it's, i've been i've been so i've been so on the fringe on the periphery i've been so bad for so long and like and, and then you consider well what is really bad compared to what you're watching other people do 
you know, I've been a dick, I've been inconsiderate, I've been uh, indulgent, but at the same time, I, I totally understand what you what you mean by coming to that point where you have to take a side and either just em- embrace something new and just uh, just know that it's that you can't compromise, you can't have a little bit of the old way you were and a little bit of, uh, of something that completely contradicts it, that you have to either pour yourself into a new existence or not. And it, it's, a, it's a really tough pour. It is. It really is. And, and well, along, you, you question I yourself a lot. Like, I find it's like, uh, at this point, I haven't sold my soul yet. But the point, you know, Jesus, they nailed them to a cross. You know, and it's like, uh, so I always question myself is what would I do when I was put to that point? Are you a Christian or does your head cut off? Are you a Christian or do you go on the cross? I'll take it. And I said, because I believe all people are created equal. Our judicial systems are based on Christian values uh, the Ten Commandments is stuff. You show me a better system. I have not yet. So well, tr- well, regardless of what anybody wants wants to come up with, where this is the best thing that's ever been come up with, and anything else is only a step yeah. backwards. Well, I get you. I get what you're saying there, and and I want to take that sentiment into the into the second uh, second half. Thank you, Troy, for calling in. Uh, I, there there there's something. There's a story of. Uh, a personal transformation, I guess that becomes a little bit more, um, that becomes a little bit more to the forefront of your mind this time of year. Uh, I, I don't know, but then again, there's Troy coming into his own, uh, into a new, into a new headspace, and it seems like he's walking with a little bit more swagger, a little bit more confidence. Are you on the opposite side of that, where you, where you, uh, you just feel a little bit down and out? I don't know. Uh, call in in the second half. The number is going to be the same. 914-200-0269. For now, we're going to bounce off over to the pill.net link that I have in all the descriptions around the internet that I tweeted out or in the description below on YouTube and Rumble. Or you can just as easily go to quitefrankly.tv, press play. And uh, as long as you're watching and listening live, because live is just a, a cozy, amazing thing, then you can chat anywhere else you want. You can chat on the, the, the Gilded. You can uh, join us on, on Twitter, whatever the hell it is. Uh, just come over with us and enjoy it because it's that, it's that magical week of the year where we're building up towards something. And I really want to keep this one going, and the calls are just flowing in. So uh, I will see you on the other side. Don't go anywhere. The rest of the show is available exclusively at pill.net. Follow the link in the description of the episode. Get signed up. It's that easy. Or head on over to quitefrankly.tv. Just press play. No paywalls, no censorship, no strings attached. So head on over, quitefrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole and pill.net. It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you. Welcome to intermission. We'll, we'll be right back.
entering. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Quite frankly. Let's go, Brandon. Quite frankly. In Roma, Italia. Quite frankly. You're going on Frank's show tonight? I want to get a Coke. Can I get a Coke? So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly, how dare you? My bad. It's very hard to transition with music when you, um, you can't get uh, your computer to respond to you. Or it takes uh, everything freezes up, and you have to wait about 25 seconds for it to come back. You can press play again, then you press it again, and it starts. It, it, then, then all the commands start catching up really quick. So it, it plays, it pauses, it plays, it pauses, it plays, it pauses. All the times you clicked, yeah, it's just a bad way to live. I'm trying to get Jim Lee and a couple other friends to take a look at this before I have to pull the trigger and just buy a whole new computer. I can't believe I'm at that stage. I, I got this thing in 2020, spent over $3,000. I can't believe we're at that stage. I cannot, I can't bring myself to believe it. It can't be so. It cannot be so. I don't know if you guys saw that thing before. It was a, uh, the, 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 big, the big chimp, the monkey. I think this guy Nikki, this kid Nikki Cass on on Instagram, does so much amazing character portrayals. Especially if you're from anywhere near the northeast of the United States, that monkey is killing me. You had to have seen it. Hold on, uh, here, here it is again. Here it is again, killing me. Number thirty-eight. Yeah, that's me. Excuse me, sweetheart. How you doing? That right there. Excuse me, sweetheart. That just that this I can't tell you how what this means what what character portrayals like this mean to someone who lives up here like me if you've ever been to a deli to a luncheonette any place that they're taking orders like this you you're standing on on online with people like this all the time the thing that really killed me is the cough no doubt about it the cough listen to this. Can I get a number two salt, pepper, ketchup? Yeah. Salt, pepper, ketchup. Please. Please. Uh, and then can I get a half a pound of boar's head of a gold turkey? Uh, Three-quarter pound of Genoa salami. Three-quarter pound. Three-quarter pound of Genoa salami. They're always coughing. They're always working through something. Oh my gosh! I get uh, half a pound of the uh, yellow American cheese. What's that? What? Oh, you don't have the yellow American. White American's fine. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be it. Uh, how much? How much? <laughs> it kills me. It kills me. 
Oh, if you don't know, you don't know. But if you do know, then you know. It's just, it, it, kill, it kills me. I know some people, yeah, I saw somebody just just say, is that Joey Diaz? No, 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 but it's it, it's a, it, it gets like that. There's a lot of Joey Diaz's around here, I guess I, I, I should say, which is why Joey Diaz is so um, relatable and a lovable character. He, he, he like carries the, he carries the essence of a, especially a, a generation that's really aging out right now. Oh my gosh. That is just incredible. The coughing got me. That's when I knew I had to download that. I knew I had to download it. And he's done other ones now, too. I grabbed that one as well. Anyway, uh, let's see. Where the hell are we at? Here we go. All right. Let's take some super chats. Let's go and see what people are doing and saying. We got one from 925YLG on Rumble. The Rumble rant says, Merry Christmas, Franklies, Franciscans, Gilded. Frank, Lauren, and Aurora, and AT, feel better. Prayers. Yes, AT, we're all uh, we're all thinking about you. He's always updating people on the um, on the uh, on 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 the gilded, and he's not feeling too well. And just hoping that everything starts turning around for him because he's had a rough go of it this year so far. All right, let's see. Um, Quite frankly, superchat.com, and then we're going to your calls. I keep them coming in. I see uh, Baker. I see NA224757. Keep them coming. Dooku Dan says, Christmas carols that hit me right at the heart, right here, are Silent Night, Jesu Bambino, Panis Angelicus. I think that's the one, uh, I think that's one of Timothy Gordon's uh, favorite, Panis Angelicus. And a song that got me Christmassy or God uh, God rest ye merry gentlemen. And Excelsius Deo, do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? I've always had a, um, yeah, that's been one of those songs that makes me feel weird. And I think it's because I really started identifying it with the movie Gremlins. Maybe that's what it is. And uh, Be a Santa. Thank you, Dooku Dan, for those. Stostube says, little quick super chat monetary compensation for wonderful independent media and a quick shout out to the one and only Jay Brits and also the Frankly Fam. Now Stostube and Jay Brits are like partners in crime. This is a uh, partnership that has been forged over the last couple of months, I must say. Jay Brits is there, just so happens. Says, my favorite Christmas carol is Oh Holy Night. Such a powerful song and message. The second is Little Drummer Boy, Merry Christmas. So then we're on the same page about that. I mean, there's many more that I love, but those two have been, yeah. It's the fall on your knees. It's the fall on your knees. Hear the angels' voices. That is, um, oh man, do I want, I want to experience that. That kind of awe. Um, that's, that's an incredible, that's an incredible line. The imagery of that, that's, it's just fantastic stuff. And that's another one where even the, um, just the, the, the lyrics from the, from the verses are, are very, very deep. Let's take a call. We got one coming in from Australia. Who's this? Hey, Franco Tonka True. It's Rosangela. Hey, Rosangela, how are you? I'm well. Bon Natale, Tutti. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. The same to all of you out there. 
Although it's still, although although it is still so um, unique to have such a uh, such an, an Italian like yourself operating, <laughs> living, and calling from uh, from Australia all these years. It's great to hear from you again. I love love listening to you when I get the chance. I'm just incredibly busy, but um, I just wanted to say hello, Merry Christmas, for Natale tutti, and uh, just a couple of uh, things based on the Christmas carols. Um, and like the song that really gets you. So there's a couple of situations. The first time I went to Canada, uh, we had the first white Christmas. And um, I remember my great zio Luigi and uh, my aunt uh, sitting, like we were all sitting in uh, the kitchen at West Ham Avenue in Toronto. And uh, just before we went to midnight mass and uh, my uncle got out his guitar and they were singing uh, an Italian version of La Strina, so it's streams of angels and what have you. So that was one great memory. And then we went off to Midnight Mass. But the one song that actually got me, Frankie, was, um, and I just heard it yesterday, <laughs> actually in a business, was Silver Bells. Um, bit of a story. When I was coming back, uh, where I was almost uh, married in New York, sitting in JFK on the plane, and uh, got talking to a guy next to me. And he... Um, he actually, it was, his name was Ray Evans, and he wrote Silver Bells. And you, that was playing in the shop. And I thought, wow, there I was sitting in JFK Airport, flying back to Mount Gambia in uh, South Australia. And, uh, and I happened to be sitting for the guy that wrote my favourite song, which was actually uh, Mona Lisa and, uh, and Silver Bells. So there you go. So, wait, how does that even come up? So you're, you're sitting right next to the guy that that, that wrote Silver Bells. I know, Bells. right? I know. Things that you cannot make up because... How does that um, come up in conversation? Well, there was a, a little boy um, who was an unattended... Um, just We were just talking and, like, I was devastated because I was leaving my former then almost husband, <laughs> my fiancé, uh, in New York and... Anyway, this poor little boy was devastated. He was um, an unaccompanied um, uh, passenger and his mother was living in New York and his father was living in L.A. And uh, he was just inconsolable. Um, so we just struck up a conversation. I was, like, devastated and then said to the gentleman, I said, oh, you know, they're having a bit of a chat. And I said, oh, you live in, do you live in L.A.? Do you live in uh, New York? He goes, no, actually, I was... Uh, I'm on the board of Copyright International. I'm like, no way. So he then discloses that he's a copyright, like he's a, sorry, a songwriter. He's a lyricist. I said, well, that's funny, so am I. Uh, and he says, oh, you probably wouldn't know. You know, you're too young. You wouldn't know the songs. I'm like, try me out. And he said, uh, Mona Lisa, I said, you wouldn't believe this. I said, that is my favourite song of all time. And because I've always... Um, allegedly reminded people of the Mona Lisa and so we struck up a conversation and I sent him for uh, quite a while my demo tapes and um, he lived on Angelo Drive in uh, in uh, Beverly Hills what's his name again? Ray Evans Ray, Ray Evans, yeah here he is yeah wow. and I still Frankie, I still have his letters, do you know that? No, I don't know that. So how how old was he? Yeah. He must have, he must have been pretty old when you already when you met him. Oh yeah. So this was you're looking at um, February '98. Um, 
yeah, uh, no, yeah, February, yeah, February. So yeah, um, he would have been. 60, 70, and it was quite funny. And that silver bell thing was quite funny because he was, you know, he was divulging everything. You know, I've I've been on the uh, copyright board, uh, international board, for many years, and I've you know been in New York for for the conference. And oh, I'm really excited because I should be getting my royalties check for silver bells. And <laughs> I, yeah, I have to imagine. I have to imagine that uh, Christmas was a uh, a very, very fun time for people who have written timeless classics like silver bells. But I see here and now. Yeah, yeah. So, Rosangela, those are two two wonderful stories. I thank you so much for calling in. It's great to hear your voice again. And uh, do you want to leave anybody, a, uh, everybody, a Christmas wish? Well, to you and your beautiful family and everybody else over in uh, New York, and uh, which was kind of going to be my, my home at one stage, but um, Buon Natale a tutti, and let's hope that we can go on an adventure too, because I've still got you pegged out to uh, be part of one of the series, Taranki, so hopefully we can concur at some stage and get some information. Wonderful. So, yeah, that would be great. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay. Lots of love to everybody. Buon Natale. Buon Natale. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, she. I think uh, Rosangela wanted to help me. Wanted to help me um, uh, formally track down all of the blood relatives I still have out there in in Italy or Italy. Yeah, Ray Evans died February fifteenth, two thousand seven, at age ninety two. So she spent some time with him couple of decades before that and um wow that that's 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 one hell of a time one hell of a time a lyricist lyricist if there ever was one let's take a call 302 you're on the air what do you got for us tonight hi this is marion um i just want to let you know that i am from delaware and i ordered coffee tonight oh you did you got another state whoa okay I did. okay so oh, hold on i'm gonna go cross this off delaware is gone now it's just now it's just yeah. mississippi nebraska north dakota rhode island and vermont five five states you're the Good. best you're the best Good. and i'm very i'm very excited because it's organic and i only drink organic coffee so you know, you know, I was I, w- I was so happy that Paige at uh, the Coffee Revolution checked all those boxes. I said, you know, tell me about the the beans. Is it organic? What do you pay attention to all this? Because mo- I I've been learning about how you know mold on beans. Uh, do you pay attention to this and that? And she just uh, she she checked all the all everything I wanted to hear. I uh, I was very happy with, and and I think you're going to be very happy with the way it's delivered and. And I hope you, whenever you drink it, Marion, send me an email or something. I want to know what you what you think of the blend. I, I will. I'm excited to uh, to get it. So, All right. Um, thank you very much, and and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Call in more often, please. Okay, will do. Thanks. All right. Take care. Let's go. Two two four. Two two four. You're on the air. We got a lot of topics on the on the show tonight. What did you want to comment on? Hey, Francis, it's Rev. Um, just wanted to hit a couple of quick points for you um, on uh, music. Yeah. I would say the Mannheim Steamroller version of Silent Night, which on the liner notes, they write it in the German, so it's Silent Nacht. Mm. At the end of that song, they do this like um, environmental 
uh, wind blowing through the the environment and some jingle bells, and it just kind of literally sends a shiver down my spine when I hear it. So that's probably my favorite uh, Christmas song. That's at the the uh, the Mannheim Steamroller. Yeah, off their original album, the first one. Let's see, uh, and- Mannheim Steamroller, Silent Night. Okay. All right. And then the other night you were mentioning the seven fishes that really brought back uh, you know some memory for me because we used to I mean uh, I, you know my dad's family used to do that uh, growing up and uh, we kind of got away from it in later years but uh, yeah it was every every Christmas Eve man seven different fishes. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember what kind of, what 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 it was uh, as far as what they would bring out? It would just be seven types of seafood. So like what what would it be? Yeah. Would it be shellfish and was it be, be uh, you know mussels uh what? Yeah, it would I mean obviously it could vary depending on who was hosting and who was making what, but it, it varied. It was uh I mean there was always some uh broiled calamari. We usually did not have fried calamari with that. Um There'd always be like um, like a pasta dish, but with a tuna gravy as opposed to, you know, like a like a meat sauce. Gotcha. That be tuna in there. Smelts usually had some smelts. Um, usually a shrimp scampi dish. Uh, you know, it, it would just vary. Yeah, usually some kind of uh, oysters or, or mussels of some kind too. That well, you know, that, that's always interesting. That I, I that's that right there is something I hadn't even considered because, of course, like I said, we never really experienced it to that degree. But to even go and make a normal pasta dish into one of the seafood dishes by just altering the gravy, that's something yeah. that's um, I didn't, I never even considered. But thank you for the call, man. I love calls. I, I love where we're going with this show tonight, and I want to go. Well, yeah, of well, course. And- yeah, What's the point? Uh, about what point of the uh, Mannheim steamroller did you want? Did you say that you had your your goosebumps? Where at the end you said? It, it's really right towards the end. Yeah, I can't. I don't have a timestamp for you, but it's it's pretty much right at the end. Okay. And um, I just had another thought for you on the drummer boy. You've been talking about that for the last couple of years, actually. But this is going way back when I was in uh, grade school. You know, they used to make you do, uh, you know, like holiday productions like plays and whatnot for for school right so one year this must have been around fifth or sixth grade uh right whenever they first start you off with you know band you know uh school band and i wanted to do percussion i, I never got into drums as big as you but i i chose percussion and so i had this ludwig combination snare slash tom you know if you you can flip the the handle and and bring the the snare wires up against the bottom or drop them down yeah and um so that year for the for the school play they <laughs> i i foolishly raised my hand at one point and i got stuck into this thing where i was then the drummer boy and um i remember having to stand off to the side of the stage while they were singing the little drummer boy and do a little you know like a little rat a tat 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 on on my drum while it was while they were singing and I just remember like burning inside with that like embarrassment. Oh! Uh, but of course, I think back about it now, and it's like a nostalgic thing. Yes. And yes. I remember at one point, I did, I did a rim shot, not unintentional. Like I was like, "Do don't clang," and my face just like, and everybody in the audience laughed uh, because of my reaction, not because of the rim shot itself, but just uh, 
you talking about the drummer boy made me think of that. Memory. Well, what well, you're making me think, and thank you for the call, my man. A good one, and Merry Christmas to you. Um, what you're making me think of is that feeling of having your face burn so hot. And even more so, like you'll feel it in your cheeks, but nothing like the way you feel it in your ears, where your ears will get, will, will, they will go maroon when you're that embarrassed, especially when it comes to Christmas plays and things like that, and you're on the spot. And then there is a certain sense, there is such a cool rush of relief when it's all over. When you feel the sweat. When your body cools down and all that is left is the sweat. <laughs> and, and then you catch a breeze and you're just feeling, oh. And then you can just kind of relax. You say, it's all over. No matter what the hell happened. It could have been bad. It could have been good. It, it's all over. But I remember those days. Oh, man. And most of them are on tape, too. Maybe one night I'll show you some some uh, some parts of old plays at school. Let's see. I've got a little bit of wee... What is this? A little town of Bethlehem. Nat King Cole. Let's listen to this for a second. You know, in a couple of minutes. I clicked it. It'll... it'll we'll be able to listen to it in a couple of minutes. The computer is just revving up. Just, just, it's getting ready. Just one of that, uh, one melody, one, one time through. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see the light above thy deep. Silent stars go by, yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee. Oh, yeah, that's a great melody. That is great. Uh, my wife, Lauren, just texted me, said the Christmas shoes song always gets me choked up and I and I hate it. Oh, oh the Christmas shoes. Yeah, I remember that song. I'm not going to play that one. That is uh, that's something else. Here is, let's see if I can find, here, let's see what this is, We Three Kings, what this, uh, this choir sounds like. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's, there's, those are the, those are the good ones. I don't know how that could bring anybody um, distress. Maybe some of the Barbara Streisand, <laughs> maybe some of the Barbara Streisand songs. Anything she sings, I can't stand. But um, I don't know. This is, I can't, I can't, I have no fault with that. Let's take another call, shall we? Let's jump over to 504. You're on the air. How are you feeling this season? You feeling all right? What do you want to talk about? Well, it's the seventh Christmas without my husband, so it's kind of rough still. Um, My favorite Christian song is Holy Night and the Fall on My Knees part. That's exactly what I was going to say until you said it. Um, but my non-Christian church song is the All I Want for Christmas is You. Um, it's not the Mariah Carey version. It's an older song by a local guy here in Louisiana called Vince Vance and the Valiants. He's actually suing Mariah um, because he feels that it was copyright infringement. And I just can't even hear that song anytime. Without bawling my eyes out. Vince Vance and the Valiants. All I want for Christmas is you. Um, yeah, I, it's a heartbreaker. Oh man, okay. I have to. I have to listen to this. I really do. Now, I can't. Do yeah. you? Do you think? And, and, and what's your name, by the way? It's Kelly. Kelly, I'm so happy that you're on with us. And uh, thank you. Yeah. No, it's good to hear from you. And and. I, I and th- I'm glad you got through because these are the types of s- the calls that I I wanted to hear from. I wanted to hear from people who, you know, that that that, that you do know the goodness, you you do know the the beauty of it all. But at the same time, it, it, it's juxtaposed along with the fact that we're all coming from different places in life and we're all dealing with different things and it's uh it's it's a struggle sometimes to keep perspective when we are still only just human you know right all i ever wanted i had simple dreams as a kid i wanted a uh not i guess and i wanted a husband i wanted a baby and i wanted a house Mm -hmm. and unfortunately uh robbie was my third husband so it took a while, but we lasted 20 years until um, he got sick and uh, crossed over to the other side. And I never could get pregnant. And because of the asbestos lawsuit, I was able to finally get a house. Um, but it's bittersweet not having to be here. Anyhow, um, I'm grateful. And I know he's here with me spiritually because i see his birthday everywhere we agreed to communicate whoever died first and um he gives me signs all the time so even though he's not physically here to celebrate with me um he lets me know in different ways but i I usually stay home at christmas with me and the cats and don't go anywhere so so kelly you're down in louisiana right yeah, it's well, just not the same without him, you know. Well, listen, I uh, yeah, I I I know I know what you're you're getting that. I and I can never, I um, 
I know that nothing anybody can ever say can can make that feel any better. But I could I will say to you this that uh, you you've brought a, a great amount of really good feeling and and good 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 vibes to this show. You've been a, a viewer for a while, and I hope that you call in more. And if yep. you're if you ever if you ever have any kind of requests or anything that you want to um, you want to convey, please just just email me. Email. And you know yep. you, and you, you know what? Here, here's the other thing, Kelly. You are uh, you're talking to a lot of people right now, and I can guarantee you that there are a lot of people who know exactly where you're coming from because they're coming from that place too and you're not alone yeah. and we're 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 all we're all uh we're all taking this connected yeah we're taking this journey in our own ways but we're all walking on the same path yeah i'll be in a love the audience out there yeah. merry christmas well uh, again we still have 5 days left so if you ever have any um any uh, any requests or anything, you let me know, and I want to get around oh. to that that old holy night now because now I, I I'm yeah. glad that, glad the we're on the same page. Oh my gosh, that is just incredible. Yeah. All right, Kelly. Love y'all. All right, M- Merry Earth Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas, Happy New mm-hmm. Year. Yep. That is Kelly from Louisiana. She's a she's a really really great person. And I am, that's why I want people to call in. It's all, it's all good. The traditions are good. The, the memories are good. But this is, uh, we're, we're all exercising. Exercising big time right now. Exercise for the soul. Vince Vance and the Valiance. I'm going to have to listen to this one. I'll put this in my watch later. You think that he has a chance? You think he has standing to take anything away from Mariah Carey? I don't know at this point. Because there's so many songs that have... I, I, I mean, I'm going to listen to it. It's, it's, it. It comes down to lyrics and music. That's the real claim right there, lyrics and music. I mean, there's so, if it just comes down to the title of the song, then you're, you're going you're gonna to be shit out of luck, probably, especially after how long it's been out there. But let's take a call here. Uh, Margie, you're on the air. Oh, hi, Frank. Um, Merry Christmas to everyone of the Frankly. Merry Christmas. Um, um, listen, Frank, I have got to get you guys to all watch Dan Vask do on YouTube. Um, he does the Hallelujah Chorus. And if you watch it on TV, there will be 24 Dan's all on the screen and he does the entire choir wait wait wait. the loop of each part oh so he does the sopranos he does the baritone he does every piece of the hallelujah chorus you, you, can you send me a and link it okay i will i will definitely do that it is the most amazing thing dan vask is a new YouTuber, um, well, he's got millions of fans. Um, no, I think I think I know who you're talking about there, and I know I know the the uh, the method that you're you're describing with the um with with, with that very specific type of uh, um I don't know what the my brother has one of those devices where you can loop and layer your voices, and I see that there's a lot of people. That's what he did. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are very talented with it, and they not only go and like they like street performers where on the on the spot they will layer their voices, they will layer um, very basic 
drums and percussion, and then they, if they have a guitar in their hands, they will put down a rhythm, they'll put down a lead, and um, and it's incredible what one person can do with these types of uh, modules out there. So send it to me because I'll share it around, but I'll also put it into I, Chris's programming. I, I, I think you'll love it because he's also heavy metal. I think I know that I think I know exactly the, there's people there's a lot of people who do this now but I think I know the exact person you're talking about just send me that that link I shall I shall okay have a Merry Christmas everybody thank I love you, you all. thank you Margie it's great to hear from you okay bye-bye take care I believe Margie is the one who called in with a testimony about sitting next to the doctor that removed most of Joe Biden's brain I think that was Margie Let's see. Gonna take a couple more super chats here. Christy says, growing up in the suburb of LA, wonderful Chicago transplant Italian neighbors of 60 years often celebrated Christmas all year long. They always included my family in their plans. Matriarch Lucy died a few years a few weeks ago, just before her 95th birthday. I miss her. God rest her soul. Lucy. Lou. Katie Sky, oh, she got her, uh, Katie, congratulations. You got the, the, quite frankly, super chat to work again. I'm very happy to have you here. Katie says, I hope you and all the Franklies are enjoying the Christmas season. It's so nice watching your show and chatting with everyone nightly. I, I know that it's a good experience for you guys. It's been expressed sincerely enough to understand that. Unfortunately, I'll never be able to really convey what it does for me. Um, because whatever enjoyment you're getting out of it, there is a, there's a sobering level of enjoyment that I get out of it because of course there is a, there's a release of having an entire day of contemplating how to write a show. Some, some nights are a little bit more free form than others, I admit, but, um, but to be able to come up here and really nail something and then to to have the responsibility of taking on all of the, this wonderful energy that you guys send back at me. Um, it's a big responsibility, and I love it. Um, thank you all so much for enriching our lives over here in New York. Car Guys New England says, That Paul McCartney, McCartney Christmas song makes me want to smash the radio with a baseball bat. Uh, runners up are Dominic the Christmas Donkey and Wham! Last Christmas song. Last Christmas I can do without Dominic the Donkey's funny. It's fun. I guess you got to be from around here. Uh, oh well, 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 New England, you're not too from around here. Like you got to be from like around here. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of good Italians up in uh, the Boston area, so it, it it's one thing or another. I guess you can just not like it. I'm sure there's plenty of people in New York that don't like Dominic, the Christmas Donkey, poor Lou Monty, uh, Paul McCartney. I was talking about it this, this morning with Tracy on the uh, on Dark to Light. And um, it's getting to the point now where you know how things get so bad it makes you reassess all the things that you used to have the luxury of hating? <laughs> you used to have the luxury of hating something because there was nothing else to be upset about? Well, uh, in the grand scheme of things, I don't like the synthesizer in Paul McCartney's song. I think it's, uh, as I said this morning, there are tens of thousands of people who have made far better 
Christmas songs in their bedrooms, in their dens, that they have played at acoustic nights, at local coffee shops, and the, the, the only difference is that they are not Paul McCartney, and therefore it wasn't pressed and distributed and made to chart on the uh, on the Billboard 100, the the, the the holiday charts. That's the only di- that's the only thing there. It's just it's such a ugh. It just bleh. It, it, it's not bad. It's cheery. At least it's cheery because we juxtapose it against John Lennon's song, which it's not a Christmas song. So this is Christmas. It's not a Christmas song. It's an it's a it's a protest song. And there's a, there's a place for all that as well. You know, he comes at it from the standpoint of it's late December. We're looking back on another year. You know, what have we done to make the world better? Let's stop all the killing. Let's stop all the war. I understand it. It's a protest song, but it's not a Christmas song. At least Paul McCartney's song is a Christmas song, and it is cheery. It's just blech. All right? So I don't hate it as much as I used to because I don't have the luxury of being that frivolous with my hatred anymore. We've got big, big problems. <laughs> We've got big, big problems. Anyway. Um, oh, and, and Car Guys New England. You won the uh, you won the Godfather raffle last night. You never got in touch with me. Do you want the book? You have the option of taking the book. Or you have the option of passing the book on. I can take another, I can draw another name right now for the book if you don't want it. And you can opt to instead take uh, one of Matt's sets of notes here. There is the National Service Alert text that Matt would have sent out. And there's also the top five things that uh, Matt, the, the tips that Matt gave if you are ever sucked out of a airplane cockpit window at high altitude. So you let me know because you were the lucky winner last night and I haven't heard from you and we can redraw if you don't want the book, but only take the book if you're going to read it because I know there's other people out there would, would really like it. All right. I'm one of those guys that screams when he bends over now. I sent an email for the book. Oh, you did? I didn't see it. I'm sorry. I'll go check for that then. Let's see here. Uh, Dooku Dan, we already did that. Thank you so much. We got everything. So we're up to date. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Swickly. Swickly says, Frank, hey, Frank, here's a small token of my appreciation. Sent you an email to elaborate as there aren't enough characters available here. Feel free to read it out loud on air if you so choose. Merry Christmas, brother. And it's a, a little bit more than a small token. It's a very, very generous amount. And I thank you so much, Swickly. And I will go check that out right now. I'll go check it out. And I'm, what I'm going to read you, uh, I'm going to read you a little, another little something to end the show tonight. But we'll take your calls again in just a second. Where is the Swickly email that I really, did I miss it? Oh, here it is. Here it is. Dear Frank, just sent a super chat, but I wanted to share this as well. Words cannot express my gratitude for you and your show. My red pill journey was literally life or death. Your contribution to the saving of my sanity and ultimately my life cannot be understated and will never be forgotten. Undoubtedly, um, all glory goes to God for bringing your show into my life. 
I do not believe in coincidence. I believe everything happens for good reason. Thank you again for all that you do. Keep up the great work. Blessings to you and your beautiful family. I hope you all have a great, very Merry Christmas. Sincerely, Chris Swickly. Uh, Swick, thank you for that. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy that uh, this show was drawn into your life as well. And I know you from emails and super chats and, and screen names for what feels like a few years now at least. It's a very, very familiar name. And I'm glad that I've, uh, I've been able to get at least familiar with you in a digital sense. And however this show did contribute to preserving your sanity and ultimately your life, I can't tell you how, how happy I am because I just want people's, I just want people to preserve both of those things so that we can, we can just squeeze every positive human moment we can out of our time here and Merry Christmas to you. And I hope you have a wonderful new year. All right. Um, so you can still call in. Let me know if you're having a little bit of a hard time getting into the Christmas spirit. You can call in talking about, um, you know, the thrill of hope. A weary world rejoices. Tell me about songs that always turn it around for you no matter what. 971, you're on the air. Hello? Damn. It ended as soon as it came in. All right, let me go to these super these super chats on quitefrankly.tv to make sure that we're up to date with those. Sean Joe, thank you. You can keep calling in if you'd like. Porpoiseful. Sean Joe again. Bronze tier. Porpoiseful. Everybody's getting, uh, they're becoming sponsors. Everybody's becoming sponsors. NJSF, thanks for all that you do, Frank, says Donna Sar. Thank you, Donna. Foxy Lady, thank you so much. Jesse, 81138. Bacon Slut, thank you so much. Every night, Bacon Slut gets, uh, sounds better and better. Am I the only one? Here's Bacon Slut, and you're just like, hmm. Uh, Water, Water Wizard says, warm your cockles. Thank you, Water Wizard. Thank you so much. Paulie9363 says, I really care about the sky, the stars, the signs. Full moon on December 25th, 2023 is especially good. It's a full moon on Monday? I didn't know that. Chai Possum, thank you. Stacks, thank you so much. Paulie9363, wow, look at all the cookies. Oh, they're all over the place. Vesper007 says, uh, Jesus uh, refulsit omnium. Or Jesus refulsit omnium is the oldest Christmas song known. Really? Vesper, if you can send me a link of anything that is a um, decent representation of that song, I'd love to hear it for the first time. Thank you, Sean Joe. Thank you, Axopax, for your cookies. Jesse8138 says, for the sweet nugget. Oh, thank you. Sent a can. Uh, Axopax again. Our four cents is, Frank, if you want Silver Bells, check it out by Twisted Sister. Well, last night we just did Oh Come All You Faithful by Twisted Sister, but I'll check that one out too. I haven't heard that one in years. Sean Joe, a great Christmas song I have not seen anyone bring up is Do You Hear What I Hear? Well, that you might have sent this before, but someone else had brought it up. And like I said, the thing that, about that song for me is that uh, I had so earlier on in my childhood associated that song with the movie Gremlins that there's a little bit of a weird, I don't know, it's a weird, it's just a little weird. 
Thank you, Axapax. The Sentinel says another favorite song is The Spirit of Christmas, performed by Ray Charles. Yes. Absolutely. I was listening to that the other day. And they had that's they used that song in the attic scene in Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase, National Lampoons. When he's reminiscing and he's looking back. And you know what the crazy thing about that? I was watching that scene the other day, and that was in I think 1989, 1990, National Lampoons, Christmas Vacation. And he's up in the Clark is up in the attic he's locked up there and he's going through all the trunks of old uh you know uh, old bathrobes and things like that to try to keep himself warm until people come back home from christmas shopping and he uh, stumbles upon some old eight millimeter family videotape and so to pass the time he starts watching old family videotape and ray charles uh the spirit of christmas is uh is playing and you have to imagine that in the 80s he's looking back at least maybe 25, 30 years, and he's looking back at the, the 50s, early 60s, around there. And now I'm looking at this, and I'm saying around 1990, you know, it, maybe it was 30, 40 years, who knows, but around 1990 that song is made, and now we are looking back at that song with the same amount of time that has been passed, if not more, probably more, than the time that was passed between the 8 millimeter family family video that Clark was watching and that point in 1990 and it's um, those are the little things that I, I get lost in thought I just go into a blank stare and I disappear to another time another dimension and then I come back a few minutes later everybody staring at me as if I had a stroke Um, let's see here the Sentinel again says, I was sitting by the fireside, taking a walk through the snow, listening to children choir. Yes. Singing songs about Jesus, the blessed way he came to us. That that song, that line in particular, the blessed way that he came to us. Is, and I heard that line in particular, that last time that I was watching the, that, um, the movie. And I said, you know what? I'm going to pull this song up. I want to hear that line again. And it's so good. It is good. Uh, Axapac says, all I want for Christmas is Trump 2024. Um, let's see here. All I want for Christmas is more Semper Tyrannis. Uh, Blindspot says, Frank the Tank. Thank you, Blindspot. Axapac says, nothing beats the Die Hard soundtrack this time of year. Blindspot again says, Merry Christmas to all you and yours. Thank you, Sean Joe, Porpoiseful, Music Man 75 says Christmas Eve, Sarajevo by Sabotage, TSO. Was okay, so then that is uh I'm gonna have to take that and check that one out too. I'm sure I've heard it. Merry Christmas as NJSF, Merry Christmas as Axapex, and then comes the bacon once again. Alright. We're coming up on the end here. Six minutes left, and it has been a really rich show. I mean, just, we set the tone. We set the tone with this Epoch Times article in the opinion section. Carry on caroling why bizarre warnings about Christmas customs should be ignored. What about this? Have you felt that there has been a little bit more of a, uh, a suppression of Christmas music? Of course, it's not suppressed if you're playing it yourself. But as far as what those in the, uh, in the cultural institutions want to do to mold our 
behavior and mold our customs and what they want to usher out the back door and bring in through the front. What are you prepared to do to push back on all of that bleaching of our society? Well, I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to really, really ramp up the Christmas cheer. 818, how are you? In the opinion section. Carry on, Carolyn. 818. You can't hear the phone if you're listening to that so blasty loudy. 480, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, is this Brink? Yes, it is. Who's this? This is a loyal lurker. Her name is Empress Bitch to you. Oh, my God. Is this the first time you've ever called in? Yes, it is. Oh, well, all I've ever known is Empress Bitch to you, and it's so great. You sound, <laughs> you, you sound like such a nicer person. I can be. So you piss me off. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you got through. So what's on your mind? I'm usually only reading your thoughts onto the air, but now I want to hear you uh, speak it with your own voice. Okay. My favorite Christmas song would be A Little Town of Bethlehem. Hmm. But my second favorite Christmas song, and this is where my mother always told me I was so irreverent, is Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. <laughs> I laugh my butt off every time I hear it. Still to this day, huh? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure Mom's laughing. Go, well, Mom passed away three years ago Christmas Eve. Wow. Okay. And, and I'll bet she's laughing now, too. She did not get ran over by a reindeer, but hell, I might. Who knows? Yeah, you still have a lot of time left. It could be in reindeer. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, and if and here's the other thing, Empress. If there is ever a situation where the Earth does spin in its axis in a different direction, and all of a sudden we get shaken up like a snow globe, there may be a situation where a lot of reindeer are pushed down south and go right through your. Uh, Right through your backyard over the next ten to fifteen years. Well, well, my backyard is an acre and a quarter. I'm in the I'm in the hills of Tennessee now. I, I got out of the cities and I moved to the hills of Tennessee because I think I was born a hillbilly. And if those reindeer start running through my yard, they're gonna be they're gonna be skinned out and canned up. <laughs> You're gonna can it. That's great. Well, listen, save me a hoof. bought my stepfather a hoof uh, from a cow that was made into a, a, a flask. A flask? So he can drink from, yeah. he drinks from the foot. Well, he could, yeah, well he did. He's gone too, but yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> it, was, it was for whiskey. It was the ugliest thing I ever saw. I didn't like the man anyway. So I bought it. That, I bought that for him. Well, the, you know, it's it, there's another thing that I had over here. I had to throw it away because it began to molt, and it started losing all of its hair. But I over here for a long time, I had, and it was actually a friend of ours, a, a person who was watching the show from Australia, had sent me a gift packet from Australia. This had to be around 2017 or 18, and they they sent me a can of uh, Vegemite. And everything else that, you know, I think local Australian chocolate candy bars and stuff. But the other thing they sent me was a bottle opener. But the bottle opener was attached to uh, a a kangaroo scrotum. So I had a kangaroo ball. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was going there. I knew 
you were headed there with that. I had a I, for a long time. I, right over here on this on-air sign, I had a kangaroo ball sack uh, sitting there, uh-huh. and yeah, until you know, and it, it was it was there for a couple of years, and then the 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 fur just started falling off. It just really started freaking me out. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I had a friend gift me with a toothpick, and I don't, I don't, I never use toothpicks. Uh, made from a coon's penis. Oh gosh, I saw those. Uh-huh. I've seen those. Yeah, I, yeah. Would you dare to ever use one? Because I wouldn't. Absolutely. <laughs> no way. No way. They're and they're they're, they're they're they got a little hook on it, right? Uh, yeah, and they look like a corkscrew. They're, it's just, how are we even talking about this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is the way it goes. This is the way it goes. But thank you for the call, Empress. Anyway, I want to wish you and 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 uh, Aurora and oh my God, her name what's what's her name? Laura. Lauren. Merry Merry Christmas and and the best of a new year because I have high hopes it's going to get better. I well you know what that's a good thing that's those are good hopes to have keep them high thank you so much Empress and uh, we can only hope and we can only work our asses off and keep our minds intact. Yeah, I um <laughs> I didn't like the Vegemite. I, I didn't like it. It was so salty. It was so salty. I don't know if there's another way to um, to prepare it or to take the, the edge off of it. I just like I smeared just a little bit on a piece of bread and I that well how'd that become like the 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 national uh, snack out there? I just I just don't know. I do not know. Uh, but coon peckers, let me tell you. I know what those look like because the last time that Lauren and I went to the Westchester County Tattoo Convention that was put on by our friends at, um, at Addicted to Ink, I think the last time that we went to the Westchester County Center Tattoo Convention, which was probably the last time that it was put on, maybe 2018 or 19 or something like that, there were there's so so many kinds of odd things there. It wasn't just tattoo artists. There's plenty of tattoo artists from all over the place. Uh, we we played a, a gig there once. Um, there there's a few other. Oh no 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 no. We were part of a musical production. The, the Misfits played there. We got to meet them. But we did a battle of the bands that won a band. We put on a battle of of the bands that. Uh, the the winning prize the the prize for the whole thing was that the band that won it got to open up for the Misfits at the County Center, and we had to um, we had to uh, you know we, obviously we we wanted to play the show but we were not in the running, so we were recu- we recused ourselves we just wanted to play, but there was a couple of really weird places there a lot of sculptors a lot of a lot of i don't know knickknacks patty whack there was a jar of raccoon dicks and i said what those are raccoon dicks and they're bo- they actually got a bone in there you know they call we we call them we call our we call ours boners but there's no bone in there they've actually got a bone in that thing so uh, that was weird, very weird. First and last time I ever saw them, it came in a jar, like probably from aldehyde or something like that. Anyway, 
they actually get boners. Hey, that's all I have for you tonight. That's all I have for you tonight. I really appreciate this. It's 9.03. I leave you in the loving arms of the After Hours programming crew. It is um, Rabbit Hole Wednesday, but it's Christmas. It's not going to be too crazy with the rabbit holes. You're going to get a couple more uh, Christmas movie picks and nostalgia, and it's only four, four days left now. Thank you so much for this. Tomorrow night is the Christmas telethon. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And I thank you, everybody, for the calls tonight and for the super chats and the wonderful, wonderful thoughts expressed. And I, I hope that I get more of your calls tomorrow. Tomorrow will be hard for me to fit in those calls, actually. Friday night, when my family's in here, my father, my mother, hopefully I get my brother in here, too. And um, I hope you call in then and we're able to spend some time with each other and reminisce. So um, it's been good. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. I'm looking at you all on quitefrankly.tv, on pill.net. You're all fantastic. Thank you so much. And uh, and hit hit the uh, the red pill button in there. It's pretty much like the uh, the like. There's, you know, about 700 so people now ending the show with 124 red pills. Get it up to 500. Give it a click before you leave. That'd be wonderful. And tomorrow, I will see you at 7 o'clock. This show will be archived on every every damn place that it exists except YouTube in full by the end of this evening. I'm going to go home and get on top of that. So uh, in the meantime, I'll talk to you soon and send me some emails. Merry Christmas and thank you all for being a part of yet another production. Good night. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience. And now our super chatter, starting with a wonderful, wonderful group of people in those gold pills. Thank you so much, Car Guys New England. Thank you, Christy. Thank you, Katie Sky, Dooku Dan, Stostube, Jay Brits, and Swickly. Thank you so much, Swick. I hope you all have wonderful evenings. Thank you to 925 Wild G over on the Rumble Rants. Tomorrow is another day. Thank you for tonight. And don't go anywhere because we have more Christmas programming on QuiteFrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole, coming up next. And since you're already there watching, you don't have to go anywhere. Ah, convenience.